This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Hello, hi y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers and the breaking of all things normal. Aloha, y'all. Great day for the intro to this specific podcast about the sacred wild water buffalo field harvest we did as a prototype retreat experience. Um, and the guests on the show were all part of that experience. I'm so excited for you to be part of the communication around the fire, if you will. And, um, it's a great day for this because we just got our shipment of our first vegetarian tribe vitamin product, the elk velvet antler pure, no additives, flow states, anything purely uh, from a single North American elk herd in Minnesota is the clipped engorged velvet antler that grows, that regenerates once a year. That's the one thing that does that on a mammal or on deer. And it's traditionally been used for thousands of years in Chinese and Russian medicine for kidney and liver jing and function and hip and joint health. Um, and that's even really well known in North America, especially for people's canines and dogs. Um, there's been miraculous stories about dogs' hip issues going away quite quickly once they start dosing on elk velvet and or deer velvet. And most companies source theirs from uh, red deer in China is my understanding. However, uh, stewarding tribe vitamins were aiming to do the best of the best and of the local land and what was used indigenously from this land as superfoods or medicines before pharmacies ever existed. And whew, if you've ever been around a deer versus a North American elk, there's the difference is about as clear as a bison versus a New Zealand cow. So, um, and on that note, we are officially uh, been sold out of bison liver for a bit. However, we do have this elk velvet antler coming. And, that, and that's one of our paradoxes with tribe vitamins is, um, a lot of people won't start companies that can't scale to a certain degree. However, we've been able to support thousands of people's journey and their evolution of their health and beyond. And it is a, such an honor. And we will, we do have the bison organ complex still available, which is awesome. And it has not only the liver, but the heart, kidney, pancreas, and spleen in the same ratio that you would find in the animal. So to get any of this or all of this, and as you can tell, our flagship product is not currently available, I would be sincere about grabbing what we have if you're interested. And that right now would be the elk velvet antler, the bison organ complex, and the bison tallow balm. Holy moly, if you have dry skin, oh my gosh. Or if you just want to smell better and or if you just want to use the original skin superfood that includes vitamins A, D, E, and K, and it's a, so clean that you can eat it. It's literally 100% grass-fed, grass-finished bison tallow infused with organic cacao and vanilla essential oils. Oh my gosh, I have so many compliments and affirmations and testimonies around that product. So maybe consider a bundle um, and consider really paying attention to your heart during this podcast. It's a dynamic conversation because there was literally four people involved. It was just pretty breaking normal for breaking normal. Um, love y'all.
love doing this. Let's keep growing and glowing with the flow of life and keep breaking normal um, and keep considering if we are what we eat and if we are the ultimate predator, are we eating in a way that aligns us with unlocking that primal DNA within us, within us so that we can perform in our highest ability? And that's one of the things I think Tribe Vitamins definitely supports. So thank you all support with it. And uh, it's, a big, it's a big buffalo deal. And that's what this podcast is about. Wow. Strap in. Here we go. All right. It looks like we're actually recording. Finally. It's been all... It's been one of the biggest pauses on the Breaking Normal podcast, and that, I guess, is an indication of how uh, Breaking Normal my life has been. Wowie, wowie. Today's episode is going to be about the uh, sacred wild water buffalo harvest I recently took part in. And not only did I take part in, but I got to bring Davina to. And wow, what an experience. And the way I'm aiming to navigate communicating about this is having my good friend Armando Giles on as a guest, along with who's sitting across from us, Wes and Joanna, who are the facilitators of the Sacred Wild experience that I brought a group to, including Armando. Armando, just uh, in case y'all, since y'all have not met him, and I don't even know if you have like an online presence or anything about that. I do but, not right now. Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, We've been hanging out the last few months and really chopping it up about the long-term vision of Tribe Vitamins, which really is looking like fully integrating this. It's hard to call it a business. It is a business for Tribe Vitamins, um, but it's so much more than that. It's really a, uh, a job from the heart, a joy of being. That's what I mean by job. And I think Armando feels that. And not only do you feel that, but you you love the tribe vitamins. That's how we got to know each other. You, I love them. Yeah, this guy loves them. I mean, I have some like super bison bad aciders that are like always ready for whatever seasonal batch is available, especially when it's really small. And I think you've almost gotten to try all of them. But um and it, it's been really fun to get to get feedback from him and synergize with him and uh, feel the support from you and feel the passion for you from you that you have for this project, for the bison and beyond, uh, for really regenerating not only our land, but our culture. And I think that's a big part of Tribe Vitamins as well. So, um, and that's the same with uh, how, what I judge Wes and Joanna. And they're going to, they have a microphone, so they're going to speak up uh, when it's time, but to begin this, Armando, like how in the heavens do you think we know each other? How are you sitting here? And uh, well, let's somehow transition that to this water buffalo harvest we recently got to partake in because what a big deal. Right. What a big deal. I mean, like, uh, the re uh, Wes and I, you may know Wes from one of our podcasts, Armando, I'm not sure, but people that are listening, he's been on the show twice. And right before the pandemic and my personal, my personal situation that has like almost in a way, I feel like that chapter is closed and a new chapter is beginning. Uh, this, this has been a, a heaven of a two years, just like ridiculous. And Wes and I, at one point, we were planning on doing a retreat together where we were going to even harvest an animal as a part of the experience. And here we are, fast forward two years later, Wes has taken action on it with his 
new partner um, and is and they were telling me about it and he hit me at the right moment that he had a water buffalo um, that instead of sending to a processor that they was there a potentiality that I had a group of people that wanted to partake in the field harvesting of this buffalo and ceremony and prayer and uh, Armando was you were one of the first people I was thinking of based on the context of our communication up to this point and you brought your girlfriend mm -hmm. and uh, here we are so whatever that brings up for you if you can somehow start it from how we knew how we how you know me and then how you're here and then how was this water buffalo experience welcome to the show Armando thank you thank you Danimal. That's that's how I remember first hearing about you and being called Danimal. On the note of Danimal, I hear my animal like whining for me. Guys, you're gonna have to hear some dog discipline for a second. Rafa, shush. <laughs> All right, Armando, please go ahead. Nice. I met you. I first heard about Danimal and the Raw Bras through Paris. Shout out Paris right now because you guys were doing awesome health and wellness radical content on YouTube probably about 10 years ago when I heard about you. And he's recently been on the show about his recent book, uh, Psychedelic Christian. He already has been on Just it. recently, but go nice. ahead, please. Hello, hi, Paul Reese. Yeah, hello, Paul. Um, I was working at Barefoot Market in Stephenville, Texas, what they call the cowboy capital of the world. I don't know how true that is anymore, but we were slinging juice, smoothies, Yerba Mate, Superfoods, this health and wellness store. And that's how I first heard about you and then followed your content with your bros, the Raw Bras. And years later, ended up meeting, running into you again at Natural Grocers with Paul's brother, Dan Reese. Shout out, Dan Reese. Fellow Danimal, what's up? Um, because we were shopping at the Natural Grocers and Golden because during the pandemic, the masks were really intense and we weren't wearing any mask in the golden natural grocers. And it was just kind of like a little like, Oh wow. What's up human being without a mask, giving you hugs and everything. How, yeah. how taboo of us. It was awesome. And, uh, felt real. And then from there we started really exploring the tribe vitamins and to emphasize how much I love those. Whoever hasn't taken any tribe vitamins, it's incredible. Uh, for strength, endurance, a little extra umph in the weight room or any type of activity that you like to do, even in the bedroom with increasing libido is my experience. Seriously. And even taking for shows, like I remember taking like 10 elk antler pills before a Rufus show at Red Rocks last summer and feeling awesome. And that was my choice of substance that day only in water and maybe some caffeine. And it was just incredible. Really recommend 10 or 10 plus elk antler pills. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the dosage will be a little different, so consult with your doctor and or me before doing that. <laughs> <laughs> take take 10 plus for sure. Um, but move, moving forward, it was, uh, it's been pretty synchronistic. Uh, Daniel and I have been running around Boulder the last couple months asking anyone who feels that may be in alignment or in the synchronistic vibe about wanting to invest in a bison ranch to launch tribe vitamins to the next level because supply could be better. Um, 
I don't know if I want to speak on your business like that, but is oh, that true? Oh, please do. You speak on however you would like to, um, for sure. This is a, oh, By the way, th that was part of my intention of this communication was to emphasize and be transparent and demonstrate like how much support I could use with tribe vitamins because what a big deal it is for so many people. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it's very dynamic. This bison situation is a very, like working with only 100% grass fed bison and or wild elk and or indigenous animals that are not being manipulated in the ways that cows or pigs or chickens are um, not vaccinated. Yeah. And even the bison industry, like 90 plus percent of them allegedly are finishing them on grain. And it gets very iffy how people market grass fed bison. Woo. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I know the four of us in this room are, are aiming to scratch the surface out mm -hmm. loud. So please speak out loud, however you would like. And I do believe the food, uh, the food in those capsules is medicine. And I love that you love them because I love them too. And I totally, I, at first I thought you were going to say the gym room. I said, is he going to talk about the bedroom? Because Absolutely. yeah, yeah, that's a big thing for it. There's it some, there's some talk about it. It is real. That's one of the most, the, the most, the common thing I hear is probably stamina uh, for like athletes, libido. And then like a lot of like uh, blood work for moms, moms freaking love it because they're iron. Um, someone canceled a blood transfusion allegedly their iron got, iron got so much better wow. um, so a lot of that but the libido things probably uh, is, yeah yeah. I don't know how far I want to talk about my personal life but um, I'm happy I have those pills <laughs> in my, on my counter and you know it's a kind of a personal <laughs> thing because my dad's been a pharmacist for over 40 years and this uh, testosterone growth hormone liver king now right. situation very not recommended I would highly recommend what's in the tribe vitamins first because the elk antler is the closest thing to a growth hormone in the food form. It literally has growth factor. And this is like a disclaimer if you're a professional athlete because fighters love our capsules. That allegedly could get people a test hot for growth hormone. But it's a food that other elk eat. And I think certain humans that are dialed into alchemy and performance and such know about. It's very well known in China and Russia with the mm -hmm. red deer. It's just the North American elk versus the red deer. It's like, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of like looking at a bison versus a, a New Zealand dairy cow. I like I, that. Speaking of the liver king, if now that you're in your integrity in many ways and natty now, Brian Johnson, liver king, that would be maybe really something to explore with the elk antler. Um, props to you for going natty and being in your integrity. I'll leave it at that. What's up, Larry King? I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that barbarian with you without steroids. Let's go. Yes. Um, and moving forward with like, I think while we're all here is really special for me because sitting in front of Wes and Joanna and my life changed tremendously in the most radical way that I never thought it would ever change in this way. Um, when you guys invited me to this water buffalo harvest, it was a very loud yes, because if you're somebody who is seeking just any type of sovereignty, autonomy, and wanting to, if you're seeking that type of food justice and taking back our food system in, in a really special, primal, ancestral, radical way, when Sacred Wild was presented to me through Daniel and Wes and Joanna being the facilitators, it was 
and never heard of anything like this before. And whenever I said yes, and we got debriefed at Wild Pastures, shout out Wild Pastures, probably the best place in Boulder to eat. Um, they only cook in tallow, no vegetable oils. Mm-hmm. So cutting edge and so old. What are their names over uh, Wild Pastures? And the ones that own it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaz and Autumn. And I, I think Chaz they have a few Autumn. other owners, but they also own Paleo Valley too. They're awesome people. I love them. It's a great place. The debriefing happening there and uh, Wes's ability to connect and bring harvesting animals and the spirit of this animal and being honored in such a sacred way was something I'd never, ever been a part of or heard of. And him coming from the background that he comes from as a 30-year trophy hunter and stepping out of the way of that into making something more sacred, ceremonial, with integrity and honoring the land, the animal, and wanting to bring community together in a way that built such genuine, awesome, unheard of relationships with the people that partake in sacred wild harvest was something that I want to speak on. I still get emotional till this day. I remember that debriefing and how he said that when you can connect to the animal's consciousness, even before it even happens, that was so true for me going home that night after knowing how we're going to approach that harvest moving forward. Um, that next morning on the way to the ranch, I remember playing and it was a country song. I think I sent this to you the other day, Daniel. It's called Godspeed. Well, you sent that to me yesterday and I've probably listened to it about 11 times. Me since too. <laughs> um, I played that song on the way to... That the version heart. was played at the Red Rocks, by the way. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's a Red Rocks yeah, version. Yeah. Like, thank you for that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, you listened to that on the way. Yeah, I was going to think of the artist's name and we'll, we'll think about it later. Yeah. But um, on the way to the ranch, it was like 4.30 in the morning and it was in Alt, Colorado and... Uh, Wes at Sacred Wild has these amazing connections through the time that he's been a 30-year trophy hunter. And, um, you know, he'll get to speak on this here shortly. I connected to the water buffalo's consciousness while this song was playing and never had felt so much gratitude. And such an emotional wave came over me of being able to have this type of relationship with an animal that I was about to be a part of a transition. And I just started, like, bawling bawling like almost ugly crying Hmm. in a beautiful way and out of like such grace and gratitude knowing that i was going to get to be a part of a transition of the animal that i was going to get to later eat off my plate and feed my family and feed my my lover and my my cousins and mom and dad and friends and i got so emotional because as as a person who is upset and in in more of a curious way of why things are happening the way they're happening with our food system um it was something i've been longing for if anyone is seeking to be radical in a way that you can harvest your own meat and but be also participate in a way that's sacred ceremonial i'm telling you this is such next level because when we got there um Around a fireplace, there was altar set up, really honoring the animal. And when the animal was taken at 32 yards, I believe, and Wes will have more information about this shortly, we got to witness it. We walked down the animal, and it was just beautiful. And it cried again whenever it was taken down. And we got to go around this animal and lay hands on it, burn cedar, 
just give thanks and and be on our knees and just saying thank you so much for what's going to come out of this sacred animal and the sacred harvest and it was like truly mind-blowing and it still is till today so if you are seeking any type of amazing experience like that we're here to talk about it because we think it's super important it's super important to really bring this type of platform to the forefront in this food system in a way that's never been brought before would you say that any of this has ever been done before like this daniel um yeah i would say it's been done like this forever especially before europeans arrived and I don't mean to undermine what you're saying. No, like, no, yeah, no. since like my like parents that. and grandparents and grandparents, maybe somewhat, mm-hmm. maybe somewhat, rarely for the ultra connected family that puts shelter, like that put like that realizes if you have shelter, food, and a companion, what else do you need? Right. I think that, but but for the normal culture, which I'm aiming to break with this podcast and a for few sure. other things. No, it was super weird, super right. strange, super judged. Like I put like a video up that I thought was like quite, I, you know, I, I found like a song that resonates with me about the experience. And I just like put some clips up and like the vast majority of the echo chamber of people that are like hiding, that feel that can't say things in real life that wanted to say behind the safety of their screens were yelling all kinds of absurdities. Like what? Uh, did you not read any of those comments or no. anything? I was just like the normal vegan propaganda okay. and beyond okay and i don't mean the vegans are bad but like right. yeah just to clarify <laughs> um so yeah i think it's super breaking normal super sacred super crazy um i mean i have a lot of things to say about it but i just wanted to make sure that you are that you're like that you're ex- i don't want to interject too much about your no, experience because you uh the, i do want to note that we rode together to the experience mm-hmm. you came to my house and rode with divina, divina. right and Chef Lance. Right, Chef Lance. I'll tell you, some of the most uh, memorable experiences in my life have been the music I listened to and the ride or the quest to go, if I know if I know in my heart I'm about to be a part of or I'm going to do it myself or I'm going to try to kill an animal for food today. And it's usually a very early morning. I'm usually in a very weird state. I usually had a strange night. Hopefully some of these things get better. Um, And I feel like I'm a little bit in like a prayer already. Mm -hmm. And so the music is very memorable and you you i remember you played the song uh, energy from ace hood that yes. i've never heard i'm like now nah, i've listened to that probably about 30 times it's i such a good song. um and yeah and the, the fact that davina was in the car for this time whoa whoa this was so wild for me very sacredly wild for me um and i know I, I can share about that but yeah that was my answer to your question Thank you. I, I also want to say a couple more things that really stood out for me that I never thought I'd get to participate in. And it's um, eating eating a raw heart and holding this animal while we have an amazing teacher, Wes, teaching us how to break down and fill dress this animal backcountry style and the hand saw and a knife and tutorials and actual proper education on how to do it respectfully and use all the animals and the don'ts and the do's and how to do it properly is just so on point. But eating the, the heart raw with, with you, Daniel, and a couple others was really special. And 
Thank you so much, Wes, for being able to facilitate anything like that. Thank you so much, Joanna. It was just so special to say that I got to eat a water buffalo's heart raw. And I think later we were cooking up some, uh, was it kidney and pancreas around the fire? Definitely kidney, for okay. sure. That was also really delicious. Um, but just having experiences like that with brothers and sisters, um, unmatched and I've never experienced anything like that and look forward to many more. And that's another part of the reason that we'll transition into here as we all get to speak on it, but having this opportunity for other people to be a part of this feels really important. And you being a big catalyst in that West is like tremendous. And just, it, I would just mention this before the podcast, the lot hung out with West three times, one at wild pastures, two at sacred wild harvest for a water buffalo, 1450 pound water buffalo harvest where you, you get to eat the heart and take home about 50 to 60, 75, depending on how many people are there of meat, bone broth. And, you know, we have a freezer full of water buffalo meat with about 13 quarts of bone broth that we could probably eat on my girlfriend, Holly and I for the next year. And every day we're in such gratitude. So I just feel like the collective is really asking for this. And that's maybe just how I feel. But there's a lot of people that are seeking this type of bond with community and being able to know where it comes from and know that they prayed for that animal as it was transitioning. And that's what Sacred Wild brings to the table. But the, the other experience, I just sat in a, in a neepy sweat lodge with Wes last night. And um, it was really intense and beautiful. And um, we sat with um, a Lakota tribe in Westminster and um, beautiful ceremony, hot lodge. 49 stones and it was beautiful to witness Wes um, in that moment as we were unpacking what sacred wild is because I mentioned to Wes that I think bringing this type of ceremony and community or this type of experience the Lakota people who put that sacred bison on their altar right in front of that Nipi that we sit and suffer and pray and pray for other people who, who are suffering was so beautiful to other people, indigenous Lakota people, see Wes and his integrity and say, I really, we really respect how you're doing these harvests. Um, you're supposed to do it the way you're doing it and build community, eat the heart raw, use it from nose to tail. And just having them witness you like that, brother, was freaking awesome because that's how I see it. And then to have really awesome, true native indigenous Lakota people see you in that light was freaking powerful and it was a, more of an affirmation from creator and spirit to be like mm. he's onto something here and to even be affirmed for by those people the the gap that we're trying to bridge sacred wild to make it more of like a human experience outside of race and outside of white indigenous and just let it be a human experience and you be able to abuse what you know of breaking down an animal and you breaking down even an animal that they believe and know is so sacred to them that's on their altar. As we go into that Anipi ceremony was like, boom, this is 
this is it. Like I knew, I believed it, but the fact that they gave you such respect and saying thanks for the integrity and how you do it, many seeds were planted for future Sacred Wild at the Tribe Vitamins Ranch, Sacred Wild Tribe Vitamins, every, you know, may it be so. And please help us in any way of you watering the seed. And this is a big part of why we're here is to declare it and ask for resources and help and be vulnerable and be raw and just say, like, it's time. It's been time. Mm-hmm. And I will say, if, if someone feels like they want to speak, I know it's different because Wes and Joey and I don't have uh, headphones on, so it's a little harder. They're, they're, it's weird. It's awesome. It's awesome. Like, uh, do you want to say something, Wes? Uh, just how beautiful that is to listen to your perspective. Um, it's making me emotional. Uh, I have prayers of my heart just in gratitude for the reflection. There's been a lot of years of work here for me. So to see this actually coming into being is beautiful. Is uh, It's humbling. It's a call to accountability, responsibility, and brotherhood. But just thank you. I don't think I could actually come up with enough thank you for what you just shared. Um, I was honored that you were there. Um, you and Holly both. Um, there's a picture on the Sacred Wild website of Holly holding the water buffalo heart with blood dripping between her fingers and this look of amazement on her face that does something to my heart that is new for me. It's a new experience with my own experience. My own, I have a lot of experience with hunting, but that experience of seeing a heart shared with that much gratitude, that's a new experience for me. I'm having brand new experiences just by your contribution. So I'm, and Daniel as well, I want to just say there was 13 people that witnessed the transition of one water buffalo because Daniel knows how to get people around the fire. That's a gift. That's a true talent and recruitment. Whereas I can do what I do, which is be in the wild, be in the field, do this thing to hold this frequency of what is sacred to me. And then to have someone who can actually connect to the world in the way that we all, in the way in which you resonated with enough to actually participate in the experience, the heart that you brought, the commitment that you brought, that you brought your daughter, that she was there to witness the transition of that water buffalo. Those are all brand new experiences for me. And so I'm just saying thank you so much for what you just shared, for your contributions, for the synergy of it, for the co-creative nature of this. It's That's what it's going to take. For this to actually work, it's going to take out-of-the-box type thinking where we return to you know what I call being human together. So shout out to you guys for what you've made possible for my life truly and for maybe the lives of so many which is the vision and I can dream big but in the little dream of what I just had the idea of can we someday celebrate the transition of an animal together I don't know if we can do that and we just did that that just actually happened from that part of the Hunter's Heart, I think one of our podcasts was actually called The Hunter's Heart. And also I want to say to Armando, um, 
because of what you experienced, we have begun a training program, albeit let's give it some credit, it's in a very early stage, but you have considered transitioning your own food and have begun the Sacred Wild training protocol to harvest a yak with your bow in sacred means. And so I just want to say thank you for beginning this journey. <laughs> it's new for me as well. And I'm honored, very honored, honored so much by what you just shared. And thank you, Daniel. And that's, I literally would rather just listen to you guys talk. It's doing so much for my heart that it's, uh, it's nice just to be quiet and watch this unfold. So thank you. And I'm going to put my phone down now. <laughs> Do you want to say anything, Joanna? Sure. Okay, I'm going to hand the phone to Joanna. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Armando. And I was having the experience listening to you here, similar to the experience I was having at the fire um, of that we did before we harvested the water buffalo, where... This is a vision Wes and I have. It's a vision Wes has had for a long time. It's something we we collided and kind of started to build this vision together. And it's something we spend a lot of time grinding out every day. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of like holding this vision, holding this vision, holding this vision. And, and then it just takes a while for time to catch up for the, you know, the 3D to make it happen. Um, and so sitting around that fire before we harvested the water buffalo, listening to everyone's uh, willingness and heart to show up with reverence um, was so inspiring for me and gave so much life to the vision that we hold um, and to just see that that's a vision that a lot of people are holding and that it's something that we're creating together. Um, and so I'm just reminded of that experience sitting here listening to you now. Um, and yeah, just thank, thank you. Mm. It means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, and whatever I'd like to hear what your thoughts are too, Daniel. It'd be wonderful to. You said to me walking by, halfway through the experience with the buffalo, about halfway broken down. You said, "This is about as real as it gets," and that's what I carried with me is. Daniel said, that's about as real as it gets. And I would like to know what that looks like, what your experience was and what it was like to have Davina there. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Before I get too much into thinking y'all, let me see if I can answer that question. Um, well, I think firstly, the first time I ever really w embarked upon the experience of killing uh, or taking, you know, there's like so many ways to say this and try to soften the blow, but I'll just say what it was. I was like, Davina started eating meat. I'm like, I'm going to go kill meat now. <laughs> like that was like caveman response. Like, oh, because there's like the meat on the grocery store. Like you said, what do I think about the food supply? I'm like, okay, let's go get this girl some real meat. And all of a sudden, this like uh, 
uh, my our heart opened to being a hunter. And I think that's I, most our first part podcast may have been called the heart of a hunter and huntress or something like that. But yeah. So I talked a lot about that. And that was a huge experience for me. Um, I killed a pig, shot it in the brain, not the one that I was instructed to, which was so much better. And then once again, the next morning, shot a doe, which was not the one I was prompted to, from a long way away in the lungs. And that was like in less than 14 hours. Um, and it was like, the only thing I could relate it to would be watching Davina birth, be birthed in our living. It was like our living room like this, but there was the beach instead of the mountains. Like watching her be birthed and see like Diana like wow. black out and all of a sudden like taking me to the hospital. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? That was the whole plan. And then I'm like, well, oh, oh, I see. She's coming out. Like she's coming out of you. Okay. Um, and like that's the same thing. Like the realness of that is the the hunting when I when I've uh, killed an animal for food it's the, it's the closest thing I can relate it to uh, and then to bring now now here we are now now I'm like Davina loves me not only does she love meat but she freaking loves bone marrow loves bone marrow loves it and the way I first lo learned to love bone marrow was through a guy I've interviewed for this podcast he's an awesome interview um, David Carroll from Carroll Farms in Georgia. I think the name of the podcast is like, don't victims, don't victimize yourself to the USDA, water, water buffalo versus bison versus beef. But he gave me some bone marrow and it changed my life. I started eating that bone marrow from that water buffalo and it's changed my life. I like try and tell my family about it. Fast forward two years later, tribe vitamins and I'm eating bone marrow on the daily. I'm giving it to Davina. I'm watching like her every time she like, dips something in that bone marrow or chicken wing or something, her like brain lights up. And uh, it's mo now it's mostly like from bison. And uh, then all of a sudden, Wes, what a breaking normal like invite. Like, oh, I got a water buffalo. <laughs> like a water? <laughs> like, you mean like a, what are you talking about? A water buffalo? Like, because when I in Georgia, I was like, what the heck are you doing a water buffalo in Georgia? And what I learned from David was that the water buffalo are amazing. Like, my just snap judgment of this animal is, is like, is it like the most resilient bovine to like parasites and other things because it like evolved from the mud and they're Oh, wow. I remember David telling me, like, he was doing, there was, like, a religious group. I think it was, like, um, maybe, like, hmm, I don't know if I, whatever. I don't know what religious group it was, but the grandma would go and choose the water buffalo, and they would, like, slit the throat in the, in the field and, like, collect all the blood, and the whole family would come together and eat that water buffalo. And he was telling me this, like, he thought it was really cool. This is like two and a half years ago. I'm like thinking, I don't know if I would. Is, have have y'all ever like when someone starts talking about their dream, you remember a dream you had that you didn't, you forgot about for a while? Maybe. This is what this feels like to me. It was like when you asked me to go harvest a water buffalo, I'm like, what? Like, yes. What? And how am I like, all right, so I need, you want like a group of like 10 would be ideal. So I just like, like followed my heart and invited the right group of people. So many amazing people. I trust they'll get on the podcast as well. I mean, Alec has been on the podcast. He was there. Um, so any Chef Lance has been on the podcast. He was there. And it was what an epic group. So that was it. We signed up. We made it happen. Uh, it was about 90 minutes away freaking blizzard conditions on like the cusp of coming in the evening 
we can't start too early because this is like a very last second advice. It was the latest we can start. We like just all came together as a tribe around the fire to make a, like a lot of heart decisions, which like, the normal person would call last second, but they were obvious in the moment. Like Nicholas, he's going to kill a buffalo. Here he goes. Uh, it got so freaking cold. It was like zero degrees and windy or whatever it was. And probably negative in the wind chill. And then I have Davina and she's like dressed like an Eskimo, but she's still cold. And we don't know what's happening with this water buffalo because the uh, weather is so in and out. It's like one day, it's like super clear one minute and another, you can't tell the ground from the sky because there's like a blizzard in the air. Uh, but somehow Davina and I are in the car and Davina is very interested in this. She, she is very connected to this for sure. She's very connected to eating organs of animals and bone marrow and asking me where they're coming from. Like one of her favorite foods are bison testicles. Um, like I must feel like, like someone like will judge me for that, but that's just the truth. She freaking loves bison testicles and she wants to know what's going on and she knows who's going to kill the animal, but she's too cold to be outside to like randomly follow it. So I pull up my car, my, somehow my car is so great in the snow. I pull it up and all of a sudden everything clears and it's like, Oh, I have like a 90 second video. It's like, there they are. Depends like, where? And there's like this 90 second video of like, Oh my gosh, like they, they're probably going to shoot it. It's like so close. Mm-hmm. Bang! Davina's like, what happened? <laughs> like, they shot it. The water, they, they, they shot it. It's dead. Uh, and it's not dead. It's not dead. It's, com- it's going towards them. What? 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 Bang. Bang. And I like filmed this from like as far as my iPhone would zoom. And it's like super low res. And I just sent it to Nicholas, the shooter. And he said it was like one of the best things he's ever seen. One of the best, like, the, one of the, like how Nicholas is such a meaningful man. How can I, how could this be one of the most meaningful experiences of his life to watch this like weird zoomed out 90 second video of Davina experiencing the death of this animal to, to give so much more life to all of us forever. Like f- so profound, so profound and comfortable. Oh my God, my, by the way, my car is definitely a church. That car is a church. Wow, I can't believe it. Um, and she knew what happened. She knows. And, and like, what are we gonna do now? It's like, oh, we're gonna go drive to go see it. I could go on and on about the like the details of the realism of this experience. But long story short, it was like an honor of a lifetime that Davina was a willing, b uh, wanting not only willing, but wanting see like her tolerance for the experience, which just like increased my tolerance forever because it was fierce. It was fierce outside, <laughs> like, fierce. like dangerous. Like your girlfriend, Holly wore shoes that were mostly okay. Not for today. Not, not for, like, like she was like concerned about frostbite. It seemed. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I would like to do, I'd be maybe concerned too. Like do something about that for sure. It was like a very fierce day. And it was, which was awesome for harvesting the Buffalo. Cause there was no concerns about like heat or anything going bad. I mean, it was so crazy that by the time we were going to cut the liver up, it was solid frozen. <laughs> and I was like, that's perfect. Like, let's just slice them and put in the freeze dryer. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that was a big, healthy freaking looking liver too. I think the, uh, the experience is just amazing. How did like, it's such a cool opportunity. I want to do more of it. Why it was as real as I got, because I did about 50 retreats in my life, and like one or two, we killed an animal. Definitely one. I remember one. Like we did fishing and stuff. But we killed, Nathaniel and I like killed this goat in front of people. 
in Nicaragua for a meal that night. And like, oh God, Nathaniel, Nathaniel stabbed in the brain. I slit the throat real quick prayer, like boom, boom, boom. But then some people came up to me like that was, they, they, I remember one guy that's like very, very, like I think him, he's like, he's a very impactful person. He was like, that was the, maybe the most impactful moment in my life. He said something like that to me and I was like, what? So th this is obvious, like fire, like shelter, AKA shelter, companionship and food. The world is starving for that. Because this fucking crazy, fucking holographic crazy. scream at people for eating meat on mm -hmm. Instagram world is so unreal. It's so unreal that, like, even the like the goat thing was like comfortable. Like people didn't have to look at this. People didn't have, like that. Like you don't watch it. You just go in your. It was like nice and tropical outside. This was like we were in the middle of nowhere to kill and process this animal together. So badass. And there is a badass factor about that, but there's also the factor that'll make you cry. And it's like, uh, so, so this is real as it gets. I'm ready for the next one. I want to say something real quick about you bringing your daughter, such an inspiration. And it, it just embodies like leadership in my eyes because I one day want to be a father and be able to share that type of experience with a daughter or a son is is really special. And just being around people who prioritize that type of experience for their family is the people I want to be around. So thank you for really stepping up and going outside, breaking normal, and doing that with your daughter. That's freaking awesome, and I respect you for that. And I know a lot of people do, and it's rare and beautiful yeah and i will also say that i don't i don't believe we would have eaten those kidneys over the fire if davina wasn't there davina said because she's eating so many organ meats like i just so happen to know she loves kidneys mm -hmm. and then our friend jp was willing enough to freaking dig in the cold and he found the kidneys and then i and she loved like she'll remember like i godly she'll remember that forever she i believe she'll remember that forever and like that's where we came from this is where mm -hmm. we came from that was more of the norm right so this is super important <laughs> it's so important what's cool about this whole experience is that these experiences can be had to anybody or anyone interested because of the amazing work and dedication and commitment that Sacred Wild and Wes and Joanna have been putting into a curriculum that um, is about, I believe, four months long. Is that right, Wes? And it's a breakdown of the preparation, the mindset, you know, the respect, the honor, and the hard work that it's going to go into to making something like this happen. You can have this experience for yourself. You can gift this experience to a, an uncle, a dad, a brother, um, anyone who truly is disconnected from their food source and you really want to gift them a radical experience so they change forever. Is That's what's beautiful and that's why we're here talking about it is that you two listening can have an experience like this and that's why this platform exists and 
it's an honor to just share our hearts around it in front of Wes and Joanna who facilitated this, who have that commitment to the platform to also gift you this type of experiences. If your soul is screaming and you feel disconnected from your food and you're angry at the food system and want food justice and want your food sovereignty back and being community in a radical ancestral way that was and is still normal today, just not practiced, Sacred Wild is the place to do it. And these guys and Joanna and Wes is like real deal. And we really want to highlight how awesome and easy and convenient they're making for just like what at me at one point was just like normal dude never thought could have this experience made it that easy because of the guidance in your teachings and made it feel doable and real and um, not so overwhelming because of the confidence and the courage and the energy that you carry and like being able to be a leader and like read it read the vibe be present and facilitate when needed but also let it flow energy and let the people have the experience was awesome never felt never harmonious and it was awesome and you knew when to step up and when to just let it flow and just having that as a teacher and preparing for you know my own yak transition with a compound bow I only feel confident even saying yes because of you. Otherwise, I would never be like, the heck, I've never even, for the record, I'm such a newbie. I've never experienced hunting prior to, I've never even been hunting. So never even been a part of an animal transition until this water buffalo ever. And so if there's many of us out there that can actually say the same thing, I just know it because of how disconnected I've been from my meat source. Um, you can have that experience because that was my first time ever laying hands on an animal like that. And then being presented or gifted the opportunity to take down a yak with Wes's compound bow and have zero experience. But I trust that the curriculum that he has in his own experience makes me feel so competent in doing it. So if you're out there and are seeking a radical, awesome connection to your food sources, that's why we're even on this bot today, is to make it possible. And you feeling possible of what they say is impossible, you know, and tapping into that. It's mind-blowing. It's crazy. What do you think about the, the people like, because you asked me, I think one we alluded to the people like on Instagram with the, what did they say? What do you think about what they say? I don't think about what they say. I was wondering what I was wondering if they were like being rude to you or something. Oh, definitely. Really? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to emphasize this that the the people that leave those type of comments, that is a very small majority mm -hmm. and it could be like even like a devil bot. Right. Like, I don't know. So I don't know if they're real people. But this is a thing. Like I think other people reach out like, I saw all the hate. Hmm. And I'm like, but because the people that really care, those are the ones that might not say something, but they're the ones that are impacted the most. So it's a tricky thing to like post things online that might be polarizing, especially if they get people to question the truth. Because there might be this like crazy, weird, skewed view of like, oh my, how many haters are you getting there? And what I'm saying is like that's a good sign. They're like some truth is coming. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they they said a lot of crazy stuff. Whatever they said, it was like not nice, <laughs> not nice. 
Hmm. A part of me wonders. A lot of gets, unfollowing. Unfollowing. Really? Unfollowing. That was like probably the most common one. I, I get curious if those people are the ones who maybe need an experience like that only because I don't, it, it's, it's tricky because you want to like believe that and also have like grace and unconditional love for people who are projecting maybe how they feel, but also just being like, wake up. Are you even real? Yeah, well, I think so. I, I, you know, did you do you did a raw vegan diet, right? So, yeah, so I was a raw vegan, right? How long? I was vegan for seven, seven years. Vegan for seven years, so you can probably speak more about it than I can. Not so much. I didn't do raw vegan as long as you. But you the did vegan it. part, like mm. I'm like, yeah, you know, like so I did identify as a raw vegan for hard for like seven months, and it was more like for like a cool thing. It was like cool, but when I, um. When I started meeting rant, like when I realized a lot of the authors were actually not, the, the, the authors that were being <laughs> inspiring this radical shit were not even following their own radical shit. Mm. And, then, and then like, it just got real trippy for me. And um, <laughs> I remember when we got out of that, when we got out of that loot, that thing, um, I meet all these ranchers, like perma and permaculture farmers and such, and I was just like, "But man, the vegan diet, so like radical. Like if you're eating like vegan marketed foods, that mm -hmm. might be the worst. The whole monocrop, soy, corn, glyphosate, like I don't think I did Frankenstein for it. it's like it gets scary. Right. Like, and I'm thinking about this experience versus like how many lives this might impact forever for one animal's life. Mm -hmm. Like how? Like and, and that was one of the things I like may have talked about in response. I didn't respond to individual comments, but I was just like, how does one draw the line between like thousands and millions of like rodents and a whole like forest of beings that are all living harmoniously together, gone forever to farm the monocrops? Yeah, yeah. Like how do you how do you not think about that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyways, so I was just trying to get people to think about it, but. Um, I think you successfully made people think about it. I agree, though. If you can meet your rancher, like, mm -hmm. a, or meet someone that's like a permit, like that's doing a whole farm from like animals to herbs to fruits, or a hunter, mm -hmm. or if you just learn a little bit about where humans came from. But I understand it's like it's fun. It's fun to think you're right. I think I'm right a lot of times. I think. I try not to do it. I try to like just like be like I don't know. I don't know. That's what's so unique and beautiful about the experience, right? Is that maybe what works for someone else may not work for you, and that's beautiful and also could challenge you too because you do maybe believe that you're right, but also may work for them, and it's tricky. And I personally can say being a vegan did not work for me and maybe I didn't have the right tools or it must have worked for you in some ways of seven years because well, I'm saying like that's what raw vegan diet if someone just eats raw fruits and vegetables and they're like eating a standard American diet about 30 days of that will be amazing mm -hmm. amazing and you'll poop like a freaking monkey I was gonna say if you want to cleanse your body from the sad diet that we call the American standard fast food diet that people are eating genetically modified herbicides, pesticides, hormones, just no connection, fake food. I could see why eating raw, just drinking juice for 30 days mm -hmm. would be so beneficial. And mm -hmm. with with some supervision, um, you know, 
talk, talk to whoever it is you seek health wellness information from. But definitely worked for me. That for thirty, while. you did like a thirty day cleanse, or I, I absolutely did. I lost a hundred pounds at first from fast food diet to Paul Reese bleeding me on cleanse America cleanses really? and juicing Jeez. and fasting. And a hundred pounds in how short of a time? It was probably over a year, about a year. Wow. Um, Come on, it was it was intense. But now I'm like complete opposite. I'm trying to like obviously gain weight, eat as much water, buffalo, and organs <laughs> as I can. You like gain muscles? Yeah, you for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I do believe that it could work for you because yeah, it was a radical hundred pounds of getting close to like two forty five, and then juicing and fasting like becoming like some fasting little fairy real ethereal in the mind how'd you get that big real quick fast food drinking blacking out every night living a like what i was perceived to be like a normal college all right so you eat a lot of fast food and drink like drink drink. until you can't remember Uh uh-huh correct is that what you mean that's what i mean and then what and then fast food and not exercising just so, keep eating fast food and drinking and, and drinking and yeah if you want to gain weight that's definitely <laughs> a way to do it i don't recommend it, but um were you eating a lot of fast food like a lot sedentary as well that's probably the biggest one you know people can eat and not gain weight but point being as if, if you do the raw food thing cleansing <laughs> fasting could work Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's just like there's there's this idea like the, the path that someone can find themselves on can be the path they can lose themselves on. Mm. I think we're all somewhere right there, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least we're aiming to be. I felt too little. It was like got under like right at 140. It's feeling really little. Oh, when you were doing the cleansing? After. What do you I weigh now? Probably about 185, 190. Are you gaining the weight you want to gain? I do. I how are to. you doing that? No, like I'm saying, the 140 to 185. Are you? Getting- I did that over a long period of time, but just um, I've been getting into like. Remember we talked about this the other day, tracking macros. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> okay you're actually doing just that. experiencing something different, and like one gram of protein per right. body weight. Oh. Uh, I've only done it like five five weeks, so I can't really say if it's a no or a yes. We might have about like 10 more minutes here. I'm going to ask you some real quick questions and anyone else that wants to say anything, because I know so many people are interested. Like I mentioned the whole idea, like try elk antler and bison organs and what we're doing before you try a pharmaceutical version of like trying to boost your testosterone. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is, you found the most natural ways to do that? The best ways to do that, especially through lifting. I'm curious. What ways of lifting have I found that yeah, built like, my testosterone? Yeah, like in a natural way. Lift, in yeah, a natural lift. way. People are, people are always interested in that topic. I think I saw Aubrey Marcus talking about it today. I think he, I don't know who all is taking testosterone or growth hormone these days, but. Mm. Well, for me personally, I've stayed away from. Te- are you asking me if I take testosterone replacement therapy? I'm not asking you that. Oh, okay. Because I, I don't. But I do find that f- what I've found that works for me through studying other people who are raising testosterone naturally is like getting really good sleep mm, heard that one balancing your stress levels through breath work meditation or some type of practice that keeps you grounded and not in like a parasympathetic or a sympathetic state and trying to aim to be in a parasympathetic state more often than not um so not being spiked with cortisol throughout the whole freaking day could like really lower your testosterone is what i've heard and I experience that too. Whenever I'm really dysregulated, I feel like 
on edge and less strong and less competent to do like resilient shit. And I don't know if that has anything to do with testosterone or not, but getting good sleep, balancing any way you can, your stress levels, lifting heavy stuff like deadlifting, hip thrusting, thrusting, um, but also having like actual nutrient dense foods, like the water Buffalo we have, um, eating grass fed, grass finished beef, drinking water. You know, we hear a lot about getting sunlight, which is really important. Um, yeah, you, you tell me what you hear about. I'm, telling, I'm wondering what have you done personally that you think like this is the I've, I've, impacted me all the most. All of those minus not getting as, as much cold exposure as I would like to be vulnerable. Um, you, you say cold exposure, you think it helps and you're not getting enough. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so those I but feel like the, are common things, questions. Like, definitely like prioritize orders. sleep and eating and lifting heavy food and drinking water and definitely meditating. For me, I feel like keeps my hormones balanced and not to where I can't like feel unstable. What works for you, you think? I think I agree with all those. I definitely think that uh, just organ, like if I do a high dose of organ meats on an empty stomach... I have a lot of experience. I think I've been taking tri-vitamins, to be honest, for like seven months now. Oh, and the lifting, though, for me, uh, heavy lifting as well. Like doing weighted pull-ups, bench press, squat, deadlift, Mm -hmm. all those kind of things. And getting sun everywhere I can, especially naked. I feel like that. I can't tell if that's like a mental thing or not. I'm like, whatever, it's working. I've I've tried the I've tried like uh, tanning my my butthole and my my balls before like they, I lived off the grid and definitely experienced with that but couldn't really tell or I did that long enough to know if that was really working. What was your experience? With well, that? my first of all experience is if anyone that's tanned their balls, they should know that unless I'm weird, do your balls move like aliens or what? Like they're like alive and they're like, 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 like someone's moving them. I'm not moving my balls. Like, how are they doing that in the sun? Like I've got a lot of ball sun exposure. Yes. Yeah. Have you experienced that or not? See, well, I, I gave it a, I gave it a fair shot for like a good six weeks. Um, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I've, I've, I don't know if I know if I've seen my balls. Do not watch them. I'm going to have to watch my balls more, a little more in oh the sun. I have, I'm not in the right place right now, like with neighbors to. So are you doing like privately? And you're like, when I was living off the grid, I was definitely like getting the weirdest positions to tan my butt hole and ball sack for sure. I have a whole episode with Rafe Kelly, who y'all, if y'all haven't met, we should definitely, he should be a part of one of these. We'll have to collaborate with him in one way, but his like, he brings parkour to the woods, return to the source. And his dad is a wizard. And like the title of the episode, like I'm talking like a true wizard. Don't let me, don't let that be like a sim. That's not a metaphor. (laughs) This is literal. (laughs) Um, And the title of the episode is like my dad was butthole tanning way before it was cool or something like that. (laughs) He's still naked. His dad still is naked. Just in his apple orchard tree house colony in northern Washington. It's unbelievably epic. Spring water fed. That's everything everywhere. When I was there, I like slept in like a shagging wagon under an apple orchard or something. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, you know, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> we got about 10 more minutes or so. Does anyone want to make sure that we conclude with uh, trying to like golden thread this into a conclusion? You brought your girlfriend. What's up, Holly? Holly Malone. I did. Another beautiful thing, too, is 
like that's another way you could really connect with your part your girlfriend boyfriend partner you mind do you call her your girlfriend i think you've called her your partner that's a whole other conversation like partner versus girlfriend like i think i call her both okay i don't think i've heard you i i realized by calling you your girlfriend i don't know mm-hmm. if you've told me that i think you yeah. usually say partner yeah i tried saying the partner thing the girlfriend thing sounds really more intimate I like girlfriend and partner. We try both. It, wow. it works. Holly. Holly's awesome. Holly's awesome. How did you? What did you think about that? Bringing her? Why she want to come? What's up with that? She's just as interested in the frequency of like creating long, like sustainable lifestyle, and by that falls into the realm of harvesting your own animals and transitioning your own animals through sacred wild. And she's all about it, man. Every bit of it, and that's why it's so feels harmonious to be in a partnership with her with my girlfriend and it's it's amazing she supports the lifestyle that i want to be mirrored and it's amazing uh, so saying that you can have this type of really if you have a partnership or relationship with whoever it may be it's like that's another beautiful gift you can give to your partnership and have that type of experience together that will just bond you in a way that going to the grocery store and wondering if this is grass-fed, grass-finished, or full of antibiotics. This will bond you in a completely different way because you're there during a, a portal opens and a death and something happens with that partnership. It's like, I've never done anything like that with my girlfriends in the past, ever. So if you really want to, gentlemen, women, gift that to to your partner is such a beautiful way to bond and create like a different type of relationship. I really recommend that. Yeah, I bet. I imagine that's like, that, that's what I think is such a bonding experience. Like, if someone's like, listen to this, like, listen, let's like get a team together. You could do like a couple's retreat. Like, this is actually why we're here to like, the golden thread you speak about to conclude is like, ultimately outside of everything we've talked about is we want to just be like really real and transparent about how this is possible for you, whether you have a partner or not, or don't know anything about hunting or have never been around the culture like me and having that type of experience is so possible for you. And it's not as far as you think it is to have this type of experience, especially if you're into anything breaking normal or any type of wanting to be outside of what culture is perceiving to be normal with the food buying off the shelves and the grocery stores like this is so possible for you and that's we want to recreate this experience and make it normal again <laughs> it's been nice to, to see you uh light up again after the last couple of years and you be uh kind of like a little kid and giggly like how you are right now in a way Oh, oh, me! Oh, you yeah, me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You with your uh, partner? Oh, or I totally resonate with that. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure, but big deal. It's, it's amazing. Been a big deal, yeah. But we we were going with how you can bring your girlfriend, husband, wife, and let that be a thing. And if you really are, if there's anyone out there listening, we we're really declaring, and me specifically wanting to have have try vitamins be a ranch one day. Oh yeah, and, come on. And Come like, uh, if you're out there and know of someone who's an investor who has a pool to have this type of experience and bring this to the forefront of people, it's like vulnerably asking for help and being real. It's like, join the team.
And, and because you're such a good question asker, what is the question you're asking for help with? We are asking for help in, in investing in the monetary realm to make this a reality. If you know of a couple people out there who are interested in this type of thing being real and real for many, many people who are seeking, seeking these types of experiences, um, hit up Daniel. Is your phone number on your Instagram? Is that right? I'll put my phone number right now. This late in the episode, I'll put it in there. Will you say your number right now? Yeah. 404. That's Atlanta. Five, 538-3156. Hit up Daniel if you know of anyone who may be interested in having a community that is built around Sacred Wild Harvest, bringing medicine back to people, and just wanting to be a part of a long-term vision that embodies that type of sustainability and recreating a new paradigm that embodies sacred wild and trapped vitamins. And in the context of having like something like a bison ranch to fully. Of course. Yes. Of and course. then uh, what about if people want to reach out to you? You can reach out to Daniel's phone number and then he can reach out to <laughs> really? me. Really? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, we'll do okay. it like that. Right, I, have, cool, I, have, cool, I, have, I have something I'm working on. I'm actually going to invite That's crazy. I you love that. and That's you are to, to the podcast I'm starting. And you'll, you'll hear from me again. Yeah, okay. And this is one way to make that announcement. But what you guys are. Uh, with your blessing, hopefully, be on my next podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Refer us some wine. I don't know if you might have to go to the bathroom, but it's abnormal. Wes, come on. A few more minutes left here. I just have so much gratitude. Just that there's this day is here. We're having real conversations about what it takes to get people together around a fire. It's always been a very simple vision to just get people together regarding food and sacred wild is is walking this very delicate line of making the transition of the animal the focus of the experience and then partaking in that substance so there's something very specific about being there for that time of the animal's experience and facing that together, facing that with them as they go through that transition. It seems like maybe one of the things that we've learned about being human is that we all transition. And so from the perspective of being with that, um, when it comes to our responsibility as stewards for the animal kingdom, might just teach us a little bit more about how to be with each other through our own deep process of being in 3D, being these conscious beings that have far more... Oh man, I don't want to get too... <laughs> I always catch myself here. No, don't catch just, yourself. Go. Just the, Go, you got four minutes to rip it. The multidimensional qualities of being human while being in the 3D and the complexities that come with that. Sacred Wild is a permission slip to be your multidimensional self in some of the most peculiar aspects of the 3D and to be present for the sacred life, to be present for the sacred death, and then be willing to go through one's own transition, whether it's metaphorically or it's actually actual, because... 
so far the individuals who have been there witnessing the transition of these animals have had life-changing experiences <laughs> and that's what i what i i don't know enough to i'm still learning right this is still so new to really open up to the magnitude of one animal just one animal then an animal that is meant to feed many and all of the individuals who are meant to be fed are there for its passing. So what's coming out of that, um, it has been the most beautiful conversations that I have ever had with clients regarding an animal's death has sounded something so close to the divine in conversation that I'm inspired to continue to explore the mystery and to see how deep we can go with honoring the animals and the substance that they provide that keeps us alive. And doing that together with tribe, with community, um, for me, that's as close to my heart as I can get. This was an attempt. Sacred Wild is like a gamble, like as much of a gamble as I've ever gambled to say, this is what my heart beats like. This is what I've learned after hunting for 30 years. Animals are precious. When I've, the, the, watching the light of life go out of these animals' lives for so many years with so many questions and watching these animals transition with so much witness, so much reverence, so much respect, so much continuity so much conscious relationship. It is for my work, it is the most beautiful thing that I've seen. I don't think I'm done yet, but just that this conversation is as real as it is right now is proof that all one needs to do is hold a dream. Hmm. And that's something I think I didn't know for sure. And that right here is healing for me in this conversation of just going like, man, I guess it's like a cliche at the end of the day. Don't give up, everybody. <laughs> just hold it mm. and stay true. Sometimes the steps are tough, man. Um, but to be together around the fire, to watch Daniel share that with Davina to see the, to see that it's going to apply to the kids, to the future of how an animal transitions and how we partake in this process that's called hunting. And to know that new seeds are planted for the future generations of those that will be here on this planet with, how, with what this planet is going through right now, which is very complex. Just to know that those seeds were planted uh, in the future of, say, Daniel's Davina, that's that, just multiply that times a lot and see what happens. See what we're what we're capable of when we gather around as family, and we we ask some tough questions, right? It's a I'll listen to anybody who wants to talk about suffering and death when it comes to an animal because. I have seen much of it, and it is very close to my heart. To I have a chocolate lab 
And just today I could feel like deeply in myself the simple gift of the animal kingdom just for my own process of being human. And that's what Sacred Wild is. It's just a, a shout out to anyone who's excited about the animal kingdom, sees the beauty, the fascination, the DNA, the complexity of the actual mechanics and the biology that turns out to not be so different from ours, but the intelligence that formed us knew how to make those distinctions so that we could actually be aware of them enough to take care of them. And that's really what Sacred Wild is, is they're beautiful. Look at them. Let's mm -hmm. take care of them. And death is a part of how we do that. So let's sure. give them all we've got. Let's honor that process as, as we would honor all of those who we loved. And the, it's a juxtaposed and it's a paradox. And I'm not saying it's not really complex. So that's maybe why I do it together. So I'm just saying all those things. Thank you, um, Armando, for this journey and for your heart and your presence and Daniel for your gifts of sharing difficult topics. And may we see the future of this paradigm do good things. Um, thank you to Joanna. Do you want to say anything? Just a shout out to close out? Yeah, I'll just say thank you for this conversation and your support and participation um, to bring this this idea, this dream to reality for all of us. It feels very real. So thank you. And I will sign off from here. Mm -hmm.